Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. I'm Natalie and I'm the associate vicar here. It's lovely to be here to worship with you this morning. Good morning. I wonder, what was the last recommendation you made? What was the last recommendation you made? And for the younger people who are with us who aren't sure what that word means, it's when we say to somebody else that a person's good at something or that some place that we've been to is really fun and exciting. So maybe a bit like in this image that I've got up on the screen, this young chap's recommending the right bike for a child. So was the recommendation that you last made for a person or for a product or for a venue... Let's have a think about that. Maybe talk to your neighbour quickly and tell them about what you'd recommended most recently. I'll give you 60 seconds. Ready, steady, go. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, sorry if I've killed you off halfway through a recommendation. I promise you can finish your recommendation after the service. I wonder what was so positive about the experience of the product or the situation or the place that you went to that made you want to recommend it. Now, I've got a recommendation for you, too. Um, very soon, our curate, a chap called John Friedman, who's been helping lead the service, is going to give a course about preaching. Now, if you think you've got something nagging at you or somebody keeps telling you that when you pray, you almost give them a full sermon at the same time or anything like that, please do come along to the course. John's gathered a whole bunch of people from within the community here who are excellent at preaching and they're going to give you a series of masterclasses on Mondays about how to preach. How did that recommendation feel to you? Was it okay, John? Brilliant. I got a thumbs up for that. So that's what a recommendation is. So you're looking at me going, Natalie, what on earth has recommendation got to do with that reading? Where on earth are you going? Well, I suggest we're all missionaries in some form. And that actually, recommendation is simply mission by another name. When we make a recommendation about the love and hope of Jesus... We have a special name for that recommendation. We call it mission. Now, I'd be a very, very rich, rich clergy person if I had a pound for every single Christian who's come up to me and said, Natalie, I'm not a missionary. 
Honestly, Natalie, I'm not a missionary. I can't talk about Jesus. You see, you've just proved that you're all great at recommending. It's just, what are you recommending? Because could you be recommending the love and hope of Jesus? Now, our passage has some great lessons to teach us about mission. Um, If I could have the next slide up, please. Traffic lights. Okay, anybody who's under, oh, when would it stop being cool? Okay, I'll try 10, but if you're embarrassed by that, then don't worry. When you see a red light or you hear me say the word stop, you have to literally freeze like a statue. Okay, so all the way through the rest of my sermon, if I say stop, you freeze like a statue. If I say pause, I'd like you to put your hands together like you're praying. So pause as if you're praying. And when I say go, I'd just like you to march quietly on the spot. Is that okay? Everyone got it? Let's have a practice. Stop. Pause. Okay, adults, you can join in. I'll let you. Uh, But you can't all stand up because that'll make a real racket. Go. Excellent. Fantastic. You see, I think our passage is like the traffic lights of mission, I think it's God's recommendation for when we should and shouldn't do mission. First of all, we see a red traffic light. Fantastic. You're really good at this. We pick up with Paul just as he's on his second missionary trip. He's traveling around with a group of others, and he's given a firm no, a stop by God to some of his plans. You see, don't be despondent sometimes if your missionary recommendations don't just seem to work out. You're in good company. It happened to Paul too. Let's see, in verse 6, Paul and his fellow colleagues were kept by the Spirit from preaching the word in Asia. And later on in verse 7, the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to go to the place that they were heading for. I think it's really important that we join in with God's mission. It's not our mission, it's God who does the work. Just as we see in verse 14, it's God who opens Lydia's heart, not anybody else. We're simply part of God's big plan for mission. And I wonder secretly, okay, you're allowed to put your hands up if you want to. Do you ever think you know better than God? Come on, you're allowed to confess, it's church. Occasionally, do you try using your own plans rather than God's? Okay, so just take note of this red light in our traffic lights. When you get the sense you're doing it in your own energy, you might be heading in the wrong direction. But then there's an amber light. Or some of you have remembered. An amber light. What does an amber light mean in our passage? It's the next phase of our passage. Paul and his friends are told to get up and go, get ready. But it's a bit like being told to go, but then stopping. They get to go, but they wait. The amber part of our story is Paul's vision in verse 9. From God, he's told to go to Macedonia. He and his companions get ready at once, and they sail straight off. Yet what happens when they get there? In verse 12, all the actions slow down and he has to stay in one place for several days. 
It doesn't tell us in the scripture what he did during those several days. I'd like to think that they got on their knees and prayed and listened whilst they were paused by God. Sometimes God shares part of the plan with us and says, soon, not now. Or says, yes, but you need to listen with others and wait for how it will look and happen. And finally, we have our green light, our go. Mission is ready. In the waiting time, brilliant. Fantastic. In the waiting time, God has prepared us and readied us. And we see this in verse 13, where they have expectation about where to go. We see that God's bigger mission plan is revealed. And isn't it coincidental that it's on a Sabbath day that their mission really gets going? And they go to a place where they expect to find a place of prayer and discover a group of women. One, especially called Lydia, seems to be a listener. But it's God that does the work of opening up Lydia's heart. Paul joins in simply by sharing the love and hope that he saw in the person of Jesus. So when we get that green light, we need to be ready to get up and go and say why we love Jesus so much. Mission is simply recommending Jesus' love and hope to other people. And if we use our traffic light system, red, oh, how good am I at keeping still? Occasionally very good. Be ready to set aside your own plans and pick up God's ideas instead. In the meantime, keep looking for when the traffic lights of mission change color. Amber, get ready. Pray, wait with other Christians, listen for God's words of hope. Green, join in with God's plans. Sorry, for those of you watching online, I apologize. That might have been quite noisy. When you get the green, get ready to join in with God's plans. Keep looking for Jesus, for that hope and love. On the way, you'll have stories of his own hope and love active in your life to share from personal experience. So that's been a whistle-stop tour through Paul's missionary trip. But that idea of having traffic lights, it's like looking at the Holy Spirit speaking to us, knowing when we should be ready to pause, when we should be ready to join in with the meeting next Sunday maybe to find out about how we're going to do mission through the atrium. There's lots of mission that we can do in this town. It's just when is our place to join in? So I invite you over the coming week to pray and look for that, to try and sense the Spirit speaking to you about who are the right people for you to share and talk to. But there's one ultimate mission that God does, isn't there? The ultimate mission is the, the missionary work that God does, drawing us closer to him. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to share communion. And we're going to gather together around the Lord's table. 
and receive his love. And when we were preparing for the service, we had this sense um, that when we look at the cross and when we come to Jesus, sometimes we see the suffering more than we see the hope and the love. And there was just a sense in our prayers as we were preparing to remind us all that whilst we might see the suffering of Jesus on the cross, we also know that he has risen and that he's alive and that he is with us. So I invite you to join in with that hope and love. Allow Jesus to do a little bit of mission to your own heart this morning as you take communion.